You've made it to retirement. What happens if the market takes a big dip? Can you recover? On today's show, we're going to give you some tips on how to protect your nest egg in spite of market downturns. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is an independent fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. You can check out his website, laurelws.com. Dot com. Good Sunday evening, Steve. How are you? Good Sunday evening to you, Teresa. Always a pleasure. Thank uh, you. Big news for our audience tonight. This is this will be Teresa's last show. She's leaving us to go follow the world of politics and do some big J journalism. And so uh, it's been wonderful working with you, and we're going to have a fun last show. Likewise, Steve. It, it's been a pleasure as well working with you. I had a lot of fun and yeah, definitely. And yeah, I'm going to go cover all the wonderful world of politics. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have to duck then next <laughs> whenever stuff happens. But um, thanks so much. I, I'm, I'm, it's bittersweet. I will miss working with you and being here with the audience. So before you were talking about making it to retirement, and, and that's awesome. That's a great thing, you know, and it's it's what you've worked for your whole life. And making that transition from working and saving to retiring and spending is a big deal. So what happens to your plan if the market goes down or sideways? Well, we're going to break down some things you can do to prepare for the next market whoops. Hopefully there's not any more whoops, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> And these days, who knows, but we'll be better be prepared than not. Cash management is the big. Yeah, well, there's an old saying that cash is king. Yes. Right? And so when you're planning for retirement, you're still earning income and that covers your, uh, you know, most of your, your, your needs, hopefully, if you're staying on a budget. Um, however, when you retire, that income stops. And so it's important that you're socking money away into savings, not just 401k and retirement savings, but also into just plain vanilla savings. You want to have a cash cushion. The reason to have a cash cushion is because it allows you to make decisions from a position of strength. When you don't have cash and you end up needing money, that's when you panic and make bad financial decisions. So you want to look at what your spending is going to be. And we talk so much on this show about a well-defined goal. And you want to really figure out what your retirement lifestyle is going to look like and if you have enough income to support that lifestyle. And if you don't, say there's a shortfall of $1,000 a month, well, you at a minimum want to have three years of that shortfall. So if it was $1,000 a month, you'd want to have at a minimum $36,000 in the bank. The reason being is that money that you keep in cash is a cushion or a buffer so that you don't need to sell stocks or your growth investments at an inopportune time. 
Yeah. And like you said, you don't want to do anything with a panic. Better to be prepared and and have that financial advisor you can trust, the fiduciary. Um, something that your fiduciary can go over with you is an investment strategy. Right. So the an investment strategy is critical in retirement. You want to always be making, in general, you always want to be making decisions in the context of a plan. However, sometimes you can you can just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and be okay. If you're 40 years old and you got 25 years till re- retirement, you make a bad investment decision. You know what? You have time to make up the money again, or um, even the investment might come back in 25 years. But when you're two years out from retirement, each decision is critical, and you don't want to just be making decisions haphazardly. So you need to have a strategy, and in order to have a strategy, you need to you need to know what your lifestyle is going to cost you. And so it's really important that you think about what your lifestyle is going to look like in retirement, because if you're not doing that, then you really have no basis on which to formulate a plan. And so, you know, the commercials will always talk about like buying a vineyard or, or, or things of that nature, aspirational type stuff that no one really does. Um, what you want to do is sit down and figure out what your actually, your actual retirement's going to look like. I mean, are you going to be babysitting grandkids two days a week? Are you going to be traveling to see family? Are, um, are you going to, if you moved here from some other part of the world, are you going to be traveling back to that country in retirement more often? Um, so these are all things that once you think about and you figure out, Hey, this is the, these are the things I want to do. Then we can assign a cost to it and we can make projections based off of that. And so once we once we know that cost, then we can line up your investments in a way to allow you to maximize your return for your given expense level. So the expense level is critical because once we know what that expense level is, we can find the most efficient portfolio to make sure you have enough money coming in to generate that lifestyle. Okay, okay. And once you have that money, it's time to distribute it, income distribution. Right. So income distribution is very important. And it's a, it's a completely different skill set than saving for retirement. Because you want to make sure you're taking out your money in the most efficient way and that your assets are owned in the right type of accounts. So, for example, we talk about the growth piece of your portfolio and the liquid piece of your portfolio and the income-oriented piece of your portfolio. Well, if you have an an income piece of your portfolio, it's more efficient for you to own that in a pre-tax retirement account because those accounts are designed to take out income gradually. If you have a growth piece of your portfolio, it's more efficient for you to own that in something like a Roth uh, or a brokerage account because in in a Roth, the earnings will be tax-free. And in a brokerage account, you'd be taxed as long-term capital gains, which is a lower tax rate than income tax. So these are the things that we look at when we put together a plan. And one of the benefits of a listener of this show is that every week we offer free uh, a free comprehensive financial plan to the first 15 people who call in. And this is going to give you a roadmap to where you need to be and if you're on pace or if you're not on pace. And so uh, knowing is half the battle. And so once you know, hey, I'm on pace or I'm not on pace, 
then you can make better decisions. And that number to call Steve is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. You might get somewhere else. You know, folks, you just need to sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. And Steve will translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, that review will show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. And you've got nothing to lose. Call Steve now. Get in while the spots are still there before they fill up. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. What's coming up next, Steve? What to do with that 401k you left at your last job? You've got some choices. We'll go through them when we come back. Thank you, Greater Orlando, for spending some of your Sunday evening with us. You're tuned to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Chorizo Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is an independent fiduciary. He can help you out with things like estate planning, financial planning, long-term care, tax planning, and retirement income planning. There's, you know, what the common word in that is plan. You have to have a plan in, in place, folks. It's if you don't, you're just going to be floundering around. And a 401k is not a plan, correct, Steve? It's just it's a vehicle for something to, you know, get everything ready right. to go it's into the plan. It's an aspect of a plan, but right. it's not a plan in and of itself. Right. Talking about 401ks. Um, it was a good company with good benefits, but as luck would have it, you got a better offer and you took it. And congratulations. So now what happens to that 401k you've been paying into for all those years? You've got four choices. Leave it there, move it to your new employer, roll it into your own IRA, or cash it out and take the money. So we're going to break down our options. Uh, first one is just leave it alone. And this is actually one that um, is a lot more common than you think. Okay. Um, there are obviously no real tax implications to leaving your money in your 401k. It's parked in your old employer's plan, so you're not getting any kind of match from the employer anymore, um, and your money remains and grows tax, you know, tax deferred. And, and then, obviously, if it's a pre-tax 401k, you'd have to pay income tax when you withdraw it. If it's a Roth 401k, uh, there'd be no taxes when you withdraw it. However, you're not able to make any additional contributions to the plan, and because you're no longer uh, a participant, you're not receiving any information in your email about any changes to the plan. You typically get notices much less frequently when you're no longer employed. And you have just the choices that are in that company 401k, whereas in an IRA, you might have more choices. Now, the benefit side of that, sometimes you have better pricing in your 401k plan than you might be getting in a private sector or a, an IRA where you're controlling it yourself, depending on where you roll it into. What do I mean by that? Well, most financial services companies want you to roll over your old 401k. So there'll be signs, roll over your old 401k. And you might think, all right, I'm rolling it over to Chase and not to pick on, not to pick on Chase, but mm -hmm. just for example purposes. 
Now, you might have been paying two-tenths of a percent in expenses on the funds in your 401k, and you roll it over to Chase because Chase says, hey, look, we have a team of people that, that scour the different mutual funds and find you the best funds, and you should roll this over because you only have 10 choices in your plan. Okay, so you say, great, sign up, roll it over. Now, you are paying two-tenths of a percent in expenses. Chase, who has that team that, quote-unquote, objectively picking out funds for you, designs you a portfolio of, say, funds, and five of them are J.P. Morgan Chase funds. So right off the bat, how objective is that? Each one of those funds is charging you, say, 1%, and the, the advisor at Chase is probably charging you a percent to a percent and a half. So now you went from something where you're paying two-tenths of a percent to something where you're paying two and a half percent. So you're paying, you know, 10 times the amount of cost. So that's a situation where it would have probably been better just to leave it alone. But as, if you're working with a fiduciary who is giving you good advice and explaining to you what the costs and the fees are of things, they're going to be able to articulate why it's in your interest. And they're going to be able to show you if there's a cost savings or if it's, if it's slightly more expensive, why that additional cost is justified. Okay. All right. Um, you can also move the money to a new plan. Yeah. So this is another common one. And you're not required to pay taxes on your 401k if you move it to your new plan. <laughs> your 401k funds are eligible to be transferred to another plan, uh, but 401k plans are not required to accept your transfer. So sometimes the old plan is going to ask for something called a letter of acceptance. And not all, not all 401ks will accept funds from other 401ks. So your eligibility to pursue that option depends on your, your new company's plan rules. Additionally, there are things that can be tricky if the new plan is not a 401k, as not all defined benefit plans are allowed to accept 401k funds. And then one other thing, a lot of times people think that if they roll over their old money into their new plan, they're going to get some type of increased match. That's not how it works. So your balance is not what they match on. They match on your contributions. So it doesn't matter if you roll into that old, the old plan into your new plan in terms of matching. So that's, that's kind of a misnomer that, uh, that sometimes I, I've noticed that some, some clients have when they come to see us. Okay. All right. Good to clear, clear that up in case there's any confusion. And then there's another um, option. You can establish a rollover IRA. Right. And this is, this is usually going to be the best option. So if you don't have the option to transfer to another employer-sponsored plan, or you don't like the fund options in the new 401k plan, or you don't like the, the fund options in your existing plan, you can roll it over to an IRA and you can choose your own investments. Uh, you can transfer any amount so you don't have to transfer the whole thing. You could transfer part of it if you wanted to. And the money continues to grow tax deferred. It's important, however, to elect that to perform a direct rollover. So what a direct rollover is, is that you're basically taking the money from the 401k plan going directly into the IRA. So the check is not touching your hands. Or if it is, sometimes they'll send the check to your house, but it'll be payable to the new institution. So quick example of that, say, your 401k is with Vanguard and you're moving it to an IRA at Charles Schwab, it will say Charles, the check will be payable to Charles Schwab for the benefit of you. If you take the money and you take a check payable to you, you have 60 days to redeposit that money into a, an IRA account. Otherwise it becomes taxable. That's an, an indirect rollover or, um, 
sometimes people call that a 60-day rollover. And so if you take control of those and you do an indirect rollover, your old employer is required to withhold 20% for federal income taxes and possibly state income taxes as well. But obviously here in Florida, there wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, But that 20% is less money that you have in your bank. So now that if you want to redeposit the whole thing, then you have to come up with that 20% somewhere else. So it's much smarter to do a direct rollover than an indirect rollover. Okay. Okay. And really quickly, cash out and take a distribution. Yeah. So here you're going to pay income taxes at your current tax rate on the distributions. Plus, if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay a 10% penalty. And so because that's considered a premature distribution. And so you're going to lose potentially the 10% plus your income tax. So not a good thing uh, in general to do that. Now, if you have an emergency or you don't have a job and you, you know, you need to do it, then you, you need to do it. But that's not the preferable. And these are these are options that we would go through with you. We would explain to you the costs and benefits, and we're going to show you which one which option is in your best interest. And that's something we do for all of our clients. It's something that when we sit down to put together a plan, uh, we'll give you advice on, and that's what we do. And we have about eight spots left, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Okay. That number is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Those spots are filling up fast, folks. Get in now. And, you know, today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. It's your tomorrow. It's nobody else's, right? There's no cookie-cutter approach. And there is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation, to find out what your investments are really costing you because of some high fees or commissions you might be charged, what future taxes implications will be and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement pick up the phone and call steve he's an advisor you can trust he is there by your side listening to your concerns and plans for your future and uh, very important he is a fiduciary he's got your best interests in mind he's got over two decades of experience let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you again that number 800-705-9995 800-705-9995 what's coming up next steve well fall is the perfect time of year to review your retirement and income plan when we come back some things to check off of your list before the end of the year You are listening to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. And Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. And you can check out his website at laurelws.com. And talking so much about um, in the past weeks, fall, fall weather, football games, tailgating, all that good stuff, pumpkin spice, which we've had around for like, I think, eons now. Um, so it is a great time of the year to uh, sit down with your advisor and make sure you are buttoned up for the end of the year. You don't want to wait till December to take your RMD and other pitfalls to avoid. Those are some of those things we're going to talk about. Um, contributing to your 401k plan. Yeah, so you want to make sure you're depositing to your 401k plan. 401k plans are typically due by the end of the calendar year. So if you're if you're going to be contributing, you want to get those contributions in 
before the end of the calendar year. For 2021, you can contribute 19500 And if you're over 50, you can do an additional 6500 So it's a total of $26,000. Now, I met with a client this past week, and she's looking to retire in a year. Her company offers a Roth 401k, and she was only contributing about $500 a pay period. Um, she could have been contributing up to $1,000 a pay period. So what I had told her to do was dramatically increase her contribution to get up to the full 26000 by the end of the year because that that's extra money that she's getting into the Roth that she's not going to have the opportunity to do once she retires. So you want to you want to maximize your opportunity um, and get as much money put away as possible. Yeah, yeah, very good idea. Um, also, to another point to consider, take the required minimum distributions. Yeah, that's more than just a point to consider. It's, <laughs> it's required. You have to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, the penalties are very, very stiff. Right. So distributions from 401k plans and traditional IRAs must be taken by December 31st each year after 72. You have a little bit of a window to delay in the year that you turn 72. You can wait till April. But um, if you're older than 72 each year, you got to take out that money by December 31st. It's easy to forget this year because last year they suspended minimum distributions because of COVID. So you weren't required to take it in 2020. Well, guess what? 2021, no such suspension. You, you have to take the minimum distribution. There's a penalty for missing a, retire, a required minimum distribution, which is 50% of the amount that should have been withdrawn in addition to the regular income tax that you owe on the distribution. So you definitely do not want to forget to take your minimum distribution. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so you're all set. You're, you're, you know, you think you've, you've, you know, you have to worry about anything as far as retirement. Maybe you want to donate um, your IRA distributions to charity or you just want to do that portion of it. Yeah, no, th this can be a great strategy. Um, I see this a lot with people who maybe they don't have kids. Maybe they have a pension income stream and, and say a 403B from their, from their job that they don't really need to live on, but they're required to take out a sizable distribution and they don't want to pay the taxes on it. So in that, in that scenario, donating your IRA distribution to a charity can make a lot of sense. So IRA owners who are minimum distribution age can avoid paying income tax on part or even all of their required minimum distribution if they transfer an IRA withdrawal to a qualifying charity. So an IRA charitable contribution, can it can be up to $100,000 and it can be used to satisfy your minimum distribution. Now, if you have a two or $3 million retirement plan, um, chances are your minimum distribution will be above $100,000, but um, for the majority of, of people, that's pretty much going to satisfy their entire minimum distribution if they wanted to do it that way and give it to charity if they didn't need it. Okay. All right. Um, and there's also more time for IRA contributions. Is that right? Right. So while 401k plans are generally due at the end of the calendar year, you have until April 18th of 2022 to make an IRA contribution that will qualify you for a tax deduction for 2021. 
So not April 15th, April 18th, because tax day next year is April 18th. And uh, you can contribute to an IRA shortly before filing your taxes to get nearly an immediate reduction in your tax bill. And if you're not looking for the reduction, but you qualify for a Roth contribution, you could also do the Roth up until April 18th of next year. So um, if you haven't been doing Roth contributions, it may make sense to look at that, especially in periods. So if you had, some people will wait to the last minute, right? And that's that's completely normal. But one of the things that we do with our clients is whenever you have pockets of volatility. So September was obviously a pretty bad month in the market. Um, October didn't get off to a great start. So that's a time where, where we've had 11 straight months of the market being up. You have a pullback. If, you, if you've been waiting to put in your IRA contribution or your Roth contribution, that's probably a good time to do it when the market's down a little bit because you're buying the shares at a lower, a lower price. And so these are things that you want to think of um, you know, when you're doing reviews. And it's important that you're working with someone who's doing ongoing reviews. And the, the, the fall review, the October, November, um, early December review is – is one of the more critical ones of the year because it does involve some last minute tax planning. So looking at your at your overall situation at the end of the year is important. And that's why you need to work with an advisor and why you need to do a plan. And that's one of the things that we offer our listeners every single every single week. We have four spots left. We are going to look at your situation. We're going to consider which tax mitigating strategies are appropriate for you if there are ones that are appropriate. And we're going to pay today for a tax efficient tomorrow. And the plan is going to show you how to do that. And so, uh, like I said, we have four spots left. We love hearing from our listeners and uh, hope to sit down with you. Absolutely. And that first step is to sit down with a financial advisor. If something we're talking about resonates with you, whether it is tax planning, Social Security, health care, just that overall big picture, maybe you don't have a plan in place. Now's the time. Give Steve a call. Just four spots remaining. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion or you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, you want to call Steve and take the stress uh, planning for your future. Again, Steve is a fiduciary. And while we stress that every week, the fiduciary has got your best interests in mind. It's not somebody else's, you know, like Steve has this, you know, no cookie cutter approach. This is all yours. He cares about what you need and what you want for your future. And uh, let him put together that plan for you. Take that stress out. Nobody wants stress when they're retiring. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Just one more segment left, Steve. Wow, we've come to the final show for me, but not for our listeners. What's up on the way next? Time once again for questions from our listeners. That and more when we come back.
and welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve's the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist, and he's president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Check out his website at laurelws.com. Time now for the most fun segment It is listener questions. Thanks so much for writing these in. Uh, we have fun every week with these. First up is Paul in celebration. He says, how old should you be to get life insurance? And is it necessary when my wife and I retire? Great question, Paul. It it could be, it could be necessary. It, it may not be necessary. There's really no predetermined age when it suddenly becomes necessary to take out life insurance. However, if there are people who depend on your income, especially children or a spouse, then there's a major benefit to taking out a policy when you're younger. Um, but if you want to look at what the need is, right? So if you're looking at retiring and say you're retiring and you still have a mortgage, which if you've been listening to the show, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, but let's just say you have a $250,000 mortgage and maybe you don't want your spouse to be to have to carry that mortgage in the event that you pass away prematurely. Well, then having some type of a life insurance policy would make sense. If you have, and I have a client who I just did a life insurance policy for, who um, they had a situation where um, they became guardian of their grandchildren. So now they're raising, they're in their 60s raising two school-age children. They still need life insurance. Now there's different types of life insurance and, you know, permanent insurance, one that lasts your whole life is going to be a little bit more expensive. And so you have to look at the need versus your budget. It might make sense in some cases to do term insurance, but it really is is based on on your situation, whether or not you need life insurance rather than just a predetermined age. All right. And now we're off to Winter Park with Elizabeth. She says, my husband and I have one and a half million in traditional IRAs. Since we are over the income limit to contribute directly to a Roth, would you suggest we convert 100000 annually from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA over the next eight years until we retire? We have enough money and savings to pay the taxes caused by the conversions each year. Good question, Elizabeth. You know that uh, I talk about this all the time on the show, that Roth conversion is not for everybody. But it sounds like in your case, it could be a worthwhile thing. So if it's not money that you need to live on and it's money that you can continue to defer and you have the cash to pay the taxes, then yes, Roth conversions can definitely make a good bit of sense. Um, you know, so in your particular situation, it sounds like a Roth conversion could make sense uh, and converting it annually like that to avoid catapulting yourself into a higher tax bracket also makes sense. But the key to our listeners who maybe are thinking about Roth conversions, that the key is that Elizabeth mentioned she has enough money in her savings. What you don't want to do is start converting and then having to withhold the taxes from your distribution because then you have less money growing for you. And so it dramatically changes the benefit um, if you don't have the cash. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if you have the money sitting in the bank and it's getting you a tenth of a percent interest in the bank, there's not a high opportunity cost for doing the conversion because you're taking money that's not really making you anything in the bank to pay the taxes. And now all that money is going to grow tax-free in the Roth. So I, in your situation, Elizabeth, it sounds like you would get my rubber stamp to uh, go ahead and do that. 
but I just want to caution the other listeners. The key and the reason I'm, I'm giving that advice is because she says she has enough in the savings to pay the taxes each year. Okay. All right. And we've got Jeff in Davenport. Now, I'm retiring at 63 and planning to live on savings until 66, my full retirement age, and then dip into Social Security. I'm trying to decide if I should keep some money in my existing company 401k and invest the rest in an indexed annuity. Alternatively, should I invest everything in an indexed annuity? And is there another investment option I should consider? Great, great question. I'm sure your insurance agent, Jeff, would love it if you invested everything into an index annuity. But I think the question provides you the answer. Just if you think about it from a common sense standpoint, when you when you say, I'm going to invest everything in one thing, that's usually not a good idea. And so you want to have a mix of growth, income, and liquidity. The indexed annuity is great at providing retirement income. I I sometimes have referred to it as the nuclear weapon of retirement income. So the reason being is that a fixed indexed annuity typically is going to produce you the income that you need for the fewest amount of dollars. That being said, you want to determine what the income is that you're going to need and only put into the fixed annuity, the fixed indexed annuity, what you need to generate you that income. The reason being is that any money you put into that fixed indexed annuity, you're keeping the principal there for pretty much the remainder of your life. So if you're buying the annuity for the right reason, you're keeping the principal there. It's not liquid. You're going to you're gonna take the income from it for the rest of your life. You want to still have something that's invested for growth because you want to keep pace with inflation. So you still want to have a stock piece to your portfolio. And then you also want to still have some money liquid in safer things like a bank or could be a stable value fund in your existing 401k. So it's determining the mix of of how much should stay in the stable value fund in your existing 401k, how much should go to the annuity, how much should be invested in an IRA for growth in like an index fund. The way to determine that is to look at your your spending in retirement. And in order to do that, you need to sit down and craft a well-defined goal and and really figure out what you want your money to look, do for you in retirement and what you want your retirement to look like. And I think we have time for maybe one one last question. Very quickly, Margaret in Winter Garden. I'm 71 and I have a Roth IRA. My husband passed away recently and I'm the beneficiary of his $150,000 life insurance policy. Should I put everything into my existing Roth IRA and are there any tax implications if I do the conversion? Okay, so... You are the beneficiary of his $150,000 life insurance policy. That's not a retirement account. So you wouldn't be able to just roll that into a Roth IRA. Um, You could invest it in a brokerage account, but you would not be able to just put that into your existing Roth IRA. It would have had to have come from a Roth IRA, or it could have come from an IRA account, and you could have converted it to a Roth IRA. But you're not going to be able to take proceeds from a life insurance policy and then just in lump sum like that, plop it into a Roth IRA. But great question. And um, so many great questions this week and every week. And it's always great to hear from our listeners. We do have about two spots left. Um, if you want that full comprehensive financial plan. Uh, and um, Teresa, it's been a pleasure working with you and best of luck as you go on to cover politics. And uh, thank you, Orlando, for listening. Thanks so much, Steve. I, I likewise, I'm going to miss everybody and miss the listeners and, uh, and much success to you as well. Um, 
continue on. You're, you're doing great and great service to the community. And get in now, folks. Last time today, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. It's time to get that financial roadmap put together. Steve's going to translate the complex financial world into something that makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review showing you where you are now. But most importantly, that review will show you that roadmap to get you where you need to be. You've got nothing to lose. Just a couple spots left. Get in now. Last time today, 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. It has been a pleasure, Steve. But the show will continue. So keep the on show listening. will go on. That's right. Uh, That's right. Same time next week, we will welcome in our new co-host, Steve Sadal. And Teresa, you will be able to see her covering politics at the State House. So it's been a pleasure. And you will hear me next Sunday at 5 p.m. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, Steve is staying. Don't worry, folks. He is going to be right here helping you out with all your questions and new topics next week. We'll see you right back here for The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 